Welcome to Punta Vista episode 101. I'm Andrew, uh, and we are here on the shores of sunny Hawaii. Are we? Where we have, <laughs> we have taken a boat to see Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Oh, that sounds nice. Hi. 101, that's the, that's the Dalmatians number. That's true, unless you're watching the sequel. That's right, the 102 Dalmatians, which we can discuss next week. <laughs> my my kids were watching like the live action 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. and they just have like like 16 Dalmatians and they go that's enough I know they act like there's 101 but there really isn't there's like yeah, 20 at most well they, they pop them out and Jeff Daniels is all like the 20 Dalmatians or whatever but then they're, they're just like that's enough Dalmatians we now have enough to conduct the movie mm. Um, mm. and that's about it Terrible stuff. I guess, I guess that was, was that the beginning of Disney doing like live action versions of their own They're doing movies? a lot of that now. Maybe. They can't stop doing them now and I don't get the point. I don't understand it. it seems bad to me. W- weirdly enough, the Aladdin movie with Will Smith as the genie <laughs> and directed by Guy Ritchie with all the same songs from the 1990-whatever animated movie. Mm. Apparently, it's getting rave reviews. I just... It's still... I really can't still, believe that. I don't believe that it is. What, getting good reviews? No, it's on like 50 on Metacritic, dude. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I saw one review and then I was it's like, what the fuck? And then turned my brain off. Yeah. Guy Ritchie. Oof. Yikes. Mm. Look, I'll say I was I was weirdly um, weirdly surprised by Guy Ritchie's uh, King Arthur movie, starring oh. Charlie Hunnam. I thought it was very bad. It well, look, I I didn't say it was good. I said it was I was surprised by it in that like it was a King Arthur movie, but it had a lot of very distinctly Guy Ritchie stuff in it. Which oh, it was just very, very weird. Guy Ritchie. It was the very whole strange. Thing was super weird. And Eric Bana, hell yeah. Mm. Um, hey, sorry, who? Who? Here's Theo. One Hi, more Theo. time. Hi, Hi, Theo. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm good, Andrew. I'm growing a bit of a beard. Can you really? Hear this? Hang on. Oh, oh I my can god. Hear that. Mm. Oh my god. It's like you've got my my facial hair in your ear holes. And that's what everybody's looking for when they mm-hmm. listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's extremely masculine. It's definitely growing in well. Uh, and it's not <laughs> making me into a, a joke every day that I walk into the doors at work. And yeah, but uh, you you just gotta you just gotta push through that. It's part of the the rites of passage of having a beard. It's the same as like anybody anybody you've ever seen, any guy you've ever seen who's who's got long hair and looks cool, which isn't a guarantee. Um, but any guy that you've ever seen, they had the whole period where they were just trying to grow it out, and it was like. Now it's down to the bottom of my neck length. Mm. Now it's you know now it's a bowl cut basically, um, and everybody goes, "What's going on here? Why haven't you got a haircut?" <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing obvious is happening with your hair, and you just gotta you just gotta hang in there. The struggles of being a man. Struggles of performative masculinity mm-hmm. via f- facial hair. You're right. I guess just wait till it gets long enough, and you can get that mustache wax out. Mm-hmm. Oh, curl, curl it around those ends into up. a little mm. disgusting, greasy curly. And then, and then Theo pulls down his little steampunk goggles, and he's off on his penny farthing bike to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal, right? I assume that's the goal. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I think we're all aiming to be steampunk, but <laughs> just not sure whether we're going to put the work in to do it. It's a lot of work, yeah. really. It's a lot of. It's expensive. Yeah. I mean, the upkeep on my gigantic steam um, mechatronic spider is just <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> Speaking of Will Smith movies, yeah. Ah. Wild Wild West. Ooh. Wiki wiki. Oh, dear. Hey, uh, so on the last bonus episode, Theo and I were talking about uh, some shows, some movies. We got asked uh, about what shows we've been watching, that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I feel we should probably give Lucy a chance to answer that question. I've been watching a lot. I went um, shows. I watched all of Chernobyl. I watched the last Chernobyl today, which I think is not like legally available in Australia yet. You guys have been hearing about this? 
I think you We've can get it on it. Foxtel if you it's sign up Foxtel for an account now. and then delete your account. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't count that as an option, though. Yeah, same. It is um, extremely good, though. Yeah. I think I it's got, like, one of the best ratings on Rotten Tomatoes for a show ever or something, and it really is fantastic. I will absolutely eat up anything Chernobyl-related. Um, there was a book that came out probably 2015 that went through, like, all of the kind of technicalities of what happened in the, um, mm. like, you know, minute by minute. Just pump it into my veins. It is That's a lot. I didn't know most of this stuff. I didn't know, like, exactly what happened and how... Every step of it was someone's complete fuck up. It was someone's yeah. fault every step of the way. Absolutely. It's very upsetting. It's incredible stuff. It's nice um, watching other people fail, though, just over and over, <laughs> just continually, like, tripping over their own feet. It's good. I'm I'm trying to remember a thing I read recently about a, a guy who, was, like, was trying, attempting to steal, like, um, like radioactive plutonium rods or whatever and that involved him actually just picking them up in his bare hands <laughs> um and dying within 30 minutes oh boy uh which is a pretty quick way to go i mean it would probably feel like a pretty long 30 minutes it looks I like reckon. a pretty gross way to go in the, so. in the tv show it looks pretty nasty wouldn't I think so. wouldn't be into it myself I imagine it looked um, just like, say, Toxic Avenger or the scene in, in the first Robocop movie where the guy gets all the radioactive slime on mm. him and then Robocop hits him with a car and he just... Pretty much like that, splatters. yeah. It was pretty gross. I also saw Saving Private Ryan at the cinemas the other day, which I had yeah. never seen before. And it was so good. Why didn't Wait anyone tell me you'd, you'd this You'd never movie seen it at the movies or you'd never seen the movie full I had stop. never seen Saving Private Ryan. Wow. Okay. Shocking. It really was that good. It is a, I, I think it's, like, obviously it's pretty easy to go. Um, uh, Saving Private Ryan, it's a big war boner movie. But, you know, you watch it and you're like, it's it's, it's given war a pretty bad rap, I think. I feel like the, it obviously made me think that war is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, th- I thought like, that was the message. I'm, I mean, you could definitely take away from it that, Spielberg is, is saying like oh, what it's really all about is the sacrifice of all the brave soldiers who went through all this yeah, awful fair. shit but I just see the awful shit part um, mm. <laughs> just the boy uh, great sound great sound on that movie that the sound been, was fantastic at the cinema it was amazing it was very scary badass mm-hmm. um, well, I love seeing old movies at the cinema I love when they do this shit they need to do that more often well the, the the um, I remember seeing. I saw. Speaking of RoboCop, I saw the um, original RoboCop at the Astor in Melbourne. Ooh, big, 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 beautiful vintage theater. Uh, get high as shit. Go and see RoboCop on a gigantic screen, and it was awesome. But um, but there's a theater near me, like a Hoyts, a, a big Hoyts multiplex, and it seems like they like every weekend they they just play like. Something from the eighties on the big screen. They play like Predator or Dirty Dancing or Ooh, that's cool. Whatever, like a, a bunch of stuff where I go, that would probably be pretty great to see Predator on a do it in, in an actual theater. Go and do it. It's fun. I feel like I feel like they're they're actually trying different things to just get people to come in and watch a movie, and I respect it. I feel like they should just put in more old movies. You know? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing that I had watched recently, though, Theo, and I didn't mention when we were talking about it on the show, and I will highly recommend, is the um, is the new Lonely Island, uh, the new Lonely Island movie on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard. Is that. it good? It's so it's only half an hour long, and it is um, it is a visual poem in the style of uh, in the style of Beyonce's Lemonade. <laughs> okay. So okay. So, so it's 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 very much done as though it were lemonade, except that the entire thing is um, uh, Andy Samberg and um, y- Yorma. Is that his name? Yorma. I'm going with Jorma. Jorma. I'm pretty sure it's Yorm. Um Playing, <laughs> they are playing 1980s Major League Baseball players Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. 
mm-hmm. who were known at the time, they were a bit of a sensation at the time and known as the Bash Brothers because they would um, sock monster home runs, run around the plate and then like bump their forearms together. And they were also two like massively juiced out, roided up dudes. Um, and basically, it's it's my favorite type of thing, which is just doing a single joke for like half an hour straight. Love sure. That. And the entire thing is just, we are Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. We hit home runs and do a lot of steroids. <laughs> and it's the 80s. Um, and it's very good. I, I've watched it a couple of times and I've just been listening to the soundtrack repeatedly. Um and it's it's very much, very much my kind of thing, so I recommend it highly. Check it out, folks. the The unauthorized Bash Brothers experience on Netflix. If you've heard of this thing called Netflix. Now, Theo, dipping back into Australian waters, dipping our toes into Australian stuff. Um, there's there's a columnist that we have spoken about on this show before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that person's name is Bridget Delaney We spoke about a, a column that she wrote Which was about how she wore um, She wore a, a backpack on a crowded tram And everyone was like Take off the fucking backpack And, um, <laughs> and she went Yeah, I didn't know what was happening So I just pretended I couldn't hear them And stood there <laughs> with my backpack on Hitting everyone in the face She got paid for that article Got paid to just massively cell phone. I and think. Admit I to think being a rude little piggy. We have to highlight that she gets paid for every article after we read it because um, yep. it's incredible that this is a living and probably quite a profitable one. I love uh, that we, they keep publishing this. I think it's great. But I really, I really think we've somehow, and when I say we, I mean me and and possibly the show have missed a recent renaissance of Bridget Delaney um, because these articles... So, I managed to pull up like three in very short order and they're all from like March, May, June. Yeah, I'm just um, looking at her recent articles. Wow, we've we've missed some, some real corkers. Some absolute corkers. So, I think the one that caught my eye as well as like a lot of people um, is entitled... I was given a chance to be useful. Instead, I am left with weeping sores all over my body. <laughs> by Bridget Delaney. I don't. I don't understand why every column is about her complete inability to do like a normal adult task. And and they absolutely are. Like, for some reason, this to me really fully encapsulates the journalistic class of Australia. <laughs> Just a pile of fail sons tripping over their own dicks uh, and then writing a column about it and getting paid. Um, In this case, for some reason, she was invited or invited herself um, to like a remote part of the Kimberley um, to help a bunch of tradies build a a large shed. Uh, And so she shows up and is just an incredible useless lump for like three or four days. Everybody despises her. (laughs) Um, She makes enemies with everybody and then uh, goes home. Um, There's, there's so many corkers in here and it's, it's like people write this stuff. Like these are things that I would never want people to know about me. And people just write this stuff in like, the Guardian, as if it's <laughs> A, important, or B, interesting, but also, like, C, not a huge cell phone. Mm. Um, so, she kind of, like, I don't know how this happens by the first day, but I wake up at 6 a.m., it's cold, and the light is soft. Salty, is the tradie's name, uh, the first up warns us that there's so many flies, they'll carry you away. When I clamber out of the tent, is there any other way to exit a tent? I'm covered in lumps and sores. They're up my arms, on my eyelids, and there's a clump of bites in each knee crease. I itch madly. The flies flock to the sores. I must have scratched some in my sleep as they are swollen, oozing, and on my arms there are some sort of insects nesting in the wounds. What the fuck? 
I go oh. up to the building site and show Adam, who carefully uses his thumbnail to remove the creatures from my weeping sores. Oh. I think they are ants, he says, and then gets back to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole piece, it's clear that... <laughs> Everybody in the world despises her. I think they are ants, he says, before turning away and returning to studiously ignoring me. He pulls an insect out of her body and then just shows absolutely no empathy whatsoever. But they go and they they try and dig the ground and they can't dig the ground and um, it's all a big hassle and they go to bed. Now, I go to bed early, but I'm woken up by the builders. There are four of them lying on the ground near my tent, enthralled to the hectic night sky. Shut up, I yell. Um, so just like endearing herself to uh, to everybody. A few days later, the builders meet in the morning, just after dawn, and decide what to do first. Put on a roof or put on the floor. Roof, I suggest. I am overruled. <laughs> One of the trucks here? carrying the solar panels can't get in because the road is not wide enough. People, not me, are dispatched to hack through the growth and widen the road. I visit the site, although I don't do any work. <laughs> it's hellishly hot. But something about seeing the shed constructed is strangely mesmerizing. And something uh, about watching other people do work. <laughs> why is but she wait, written this? I offer to help lay the gravel, whatever that means. But oversleep and miss it. Oh well. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> then she she goes on this drive out with this guy, and gets um absolutely bogged in like a wet salt pan. Goes out, walks around in her boots, and then comes back into the van. And there's this. Or into the into the cab of the Ute, and there's this photo of her with her shoes, and she's like kicked up the floor mat, and the shoes are absolutely covered in like two inches of of wet mud, and she's just like kicking around the floor mat in the in the well of the car, um, just like destroying this guy's Ute, oh uh, and then she goes home. Why why has this happened? I'm looking at this picture right now. Why why would you? Why would she do that to someone's fucking car and then post a picture of it as if it's not grounds for murder? This whole story is just about how she did nothing and she's useless. And everybody hates her and then she went home. Um, Even even the captions on all of the photos. Bridget's boots after being bogged. (laughs) Uh, Here's another caption. At another point of the trip where Bridget was useless when the youth became bogged (laughs) in the salt pan. <laughs> Why are you telling people this? It's all right. So she got paid for that article. Let's all highlight that they, she probably got paid in like what do you, you guys have or, or Lucy? You've written for a, for a living. Um, hmm. What would you dream of pays. being paid? What would I dream of being paid? Or, or what, what would the Guardian pay for this stuff? I feel like the Guardian pays around three hundred an article, from what I've heard. I could be wrong. My goodness. But she's a columnist, so it could be... It's probably more. Hmm. Um, so, next article. My neighbour cut down my trees and I've killed everything in my yard. Oh, my God. Um, so good. So, this really kind of digs into um, what I believe is a core and total lack of object permanence. So she begins. So last year, I returned from the from a lo- long overseas trip. Oh, poor you! And flopped down on the couch. I looked around. Something was different. It was like there was more light. Yo, house is lit AF. I thought to myself. Um, oh. She's like sixty years old. Um, had I left the lights on for six weeks? Had the sun gotten bigger? Why was everything suddenly brighter? It took several hours of confusion walking around my brilliantly bright house to realize a massive tree at the side of my house had been chopped down and another at the front. Uh, she goes on about blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a, uh, her, she was speaking to her neighbor. Uh, the tree was, in fact, a noxious weed, which her elderly neighbor, Bob, told her repeatedly. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, Bob said it needed to be stopped at the source and offered to cut the tree down. I was like, yeah, yeah, chop it down. But I didn't think he would actually chop it down. Oh, my God. 
My backyard is bald, I complained on the phone to friends. It's so ugly out there and bright. Oh, wow. uh, and then her dad comes around on the weekend with her mum and with her elderly neighbour try to fix up the garden. Uh, the combined age of your two gardeners is 159, my mum messaged me. So why is her mum messaging her? Uh, she's in Bali. Uh, and she's sending them photos on WhatsApp of her villa and private pool while they fix up the garden where the neighbour chopped down the trees that he said that he was going to chop down and she said, yes, that would be nice. Um, And then the rest of it's just her complaining about how she can't keep anything alive in her garden, um, probably because she has absolute brain rot. Um, She got paid money to to write that column. Finally, I was filled with self-loathing after losing my novel on my laptop. Russell Crowe came to my rescue. Oh, boy. Um, there's only one thing that I really want to talk about in this, and it's not her obvious star-fucking. Um, she leaves her laptop uh, on a plane. It shows up. Uh, so she she has no idea what what's going on. Uh, she she quickly realizes that her novel is on her laptop and she has lost her novel. So she puts out the call online. Um, Russell Crowe gets it and uh, like amplifies it, and eventually someone finds it in a parking lot somewhere and gets it back to her. Oh, I blah, saw blah, blah. this. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: if your novel is on your laptop. And losing your laptop causes you to lose your novel. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve every little taste of pain, every lost hour. Mm-hmm. Um, she complains that like she has to get um, her friend to come in and try and pull it off the cloud, but it looks like it's corrupt on the cloud. That's fucking dog shit. That's All not right? true. Dropbox keeps <laughs> like one million backwards versions on there. I put things in a folder and I have no idea how they get synced to the cloud, but they do constantly. And if I don't like what's in there, I just go back a version. People who are this bad at their job, this unintrospective, do not deserve to be making, you know, fuck, what what could she be making? 200 grand a year as a columnist? Like, it's not outside the, the realms of possibility, the... Um, you know, the guys mm. at, like Sky News uh, are earning, you know, 500, 600,000 a year, like reliably. And it appears that her only skill is presenting herself as a Mr. Bean-esque figure, <laughs> <laughs> stumbling from failure to failure to the amusement and possible um, abusement, I think, of her editors. Mm. Um Without so the, any the, humor, though, without any sense without any of, like, without any humor, <laughs> without forcing a three wheeled car off of the road. Exactly. Uh, the 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 uh, theory from from the Discord uh, is that her uh, editors absolutely know uh, what a tremendous fuck up she is, and are just using this for for clicks. And if that's the case, mm. I absolutely respect that. That makes sense. I if the, it. if you are if you are Bridget Delaney's editor, and you are helping her force these turds out uh, <laughs> onto the front page of the just Guardian, easing them out, just massaging easing them out the like belly. once a <laughs> once a fortnight, these hot turds um, for the for the little piggies to slop about in, uh, then I respect that decision, and I'd like to talk to you. My goodness, Bridget Delaney. What a dunce. You got her. <laughs> yep. You really That'll got her there. Put a got little bow on it. Got him. Oh, hey, let me just... um. You guys talk amongst yourselves while I just get something ready here. Okay. And it's ready. All right. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for filling all that dead air. Oh, I'll just Back backspace on. all those notes I had. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. But um, it's we, we need to return to a segment that has not seen the light of day in some time because we haven't had Dr. Lucy with us. That's me. So, so you know what it's time for, folks. Racism <gasps> oh, hour. <laughs> it's 
right everybody i was dabbing to that it's <laughs> <laughs> good oh paging dr lucy oh actually just before we move on from the conversation that we moved on from 20 minutes ago um i also watched a movie recently called um eighth grade which oh yeah is- sounds that. bad no which- that's um that's bo burnham it is the directorial yeah. debut of bo burnham it's supposed to be good it's really good. Um, just about the last last year in middle school of a 13-year-old, 14-year-old or whatever. Um, the actress is, is really good. The movie's really good. He wrote it too. I'm assuming he played some part in the music. But um, it was just very, very noteworthy for being like, uh, for like really capturing um, all of the sort of just general horrible anxiety of being a teen and not wanting anyone to look at you ever um Mm. but without without a whole bunch of kind of you know how every like indie movie about teens has to have like the moment where they like get up and do a thing in front of a crowd and everybody Mm. applauds them and shit um or they finally like they finally have a big showdown with somebody or mm. like there's, yeah, there's always doesn't happen yeah mm-hmm. with the the stuff that doesn't actually happen in life and it was very very much like that where where yeah the movie is is very compelling but everything that happens in it just is very much the kinds of things that happen when you're a teenager it's that level of stakes um but it it all feels as important as it does feel to you when you are actually a teenager nice um without inserting a bunch of like um, a bunch of sort of unearned stuff, I suppose. I, I guess I, I wind up feeling a lot of the times in those sorts of movies, like they just they just have to insert things like that to go, ah, now suddenly there are dramatic stakes and you have to care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I very highly recommend it. Um, if I guess if that's what he stopped doing comedy to go and do, uh, good on him, because it turns out he's very, very good at it. Good for him. Cool. Back to paging Dr. Lucy. Hmm. This is our segment where we examine um, the finest, and by that we mean the worst. Uh, other people's at problems. Other people's problems. <laughs> um, now, it originally started off as relationship advice, as sourced from Reddit. Um, the sub's I, I drying think, up, though, you know. I feel like we've think, covered well, every topic. Well, hold on. Because I mm. think we got to talk about oh. one that popped up in the last, um, in the last week or two. This, is a, this seems like an all-timer. Uh, okay. My boyfriend, 28-year-old male, wants me, 27-year-old female, to take a dump in front of him to prove that I'm not oh, cheating. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did read this one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we all read this one. Oh, I've been with my boyfriend for just over a year now. I live alone. He frequently spends the night at my apartment. We have a healthy, trusting relationship. Do you? No. Nope. Ha- however, <laughs> I'm aware that his previous girlfriend cheated on him. Prior to this week, he has never expressed any lack of trust in me. My apartment is fairly old, so it takes a while for the water to heat up. Sometimes when I'm waiting for the shower to get warm, I take a dump. I don't want to flush the toilet and screw up the water temperature, so I'll take a dump, shower, and then flush the toilet. A few days ago, I spent longer than usual washing my hair and just completely forgot to flush when I left the shower. I know, I am a wild animal who deserves to live in a barn. Let's move on. Anyway, my boyfriend came over later that night. He went to the bathroom, stayed in there for a few minutes without making any sound, and then emerged with a completely dead look on his face. He asked whose shit was in the toilet. (laughs) I was mortified and explained that I had forgotten to flush. But he just kept asking whose shit it was to the point where it became obvious that he wasn't trying to tease me. Then he said, what guy shit in your toilet? (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. By now, I was completely bewildered. I told him again that I had just forgotten to flush. He replied that I was a liar and that, quote, no girl could take a dump that big. Oh, this is This is not only, like, one of the funniest things, like, the funniest thing in this story, it's one of the funniest things that I can actually imagine happening. 
I think I know a dude's shit when I see it. (laughs) You know when you just like, when there's just one particular detail of a thing that you find just like blindingly funny and that's believing (laughs) that this shit is so awful that a woman couldn't have possibly taken it. Like just standing there, hands on hips, who took this monster dump? Whose turd is it? It makes me think of like, uh, you know, not a lady's turd. Makes me think of Joe Rogan insisting that like men and women are just built differently, man. You know, you know, Mm -hmm. men can just do do some things that women can't do, like like monster turds. Yeah, chicks just aren't built to shit like that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I fucking, I used to listen to to Joe Rogan a bit. Now that much is clear. Yeah, this explains a lot. So you were saying like something a, about monster shit, Andrew? Yeah, about how I can very much imagine uh, Joe Rogan frantically making the case that a woman's asshole just wouldn't be capable <laughs> of producing mm. a girthy enough shit like a dude could. I believe this one. I think this one's real. Yeah, you always uh, you always used to get the sense of the internet of uh, due to the magic of the internet, we can now see and hear about all these uh, wild things that happen to people, and now we get to know about them too. Uh, but over time, of course, uh, everybody everybody got into the whole cloud chasing business, and now it's like, like like that dude who wrote some big stupid fucking thread on Twitter the other week about how he stole a kilo of heroin from MS thirteen mm. and was talking all this shit about how why do people do this? His favorite why director was going to make Twitter? it a movie. And it seems to be like a 48-hour cycle from that to admitting that he made the whole thing up and all that sort of shit. And I'm just like, why even do it in the first place? Twitter is a sacred place. It's a place of truth. That's right. It's a place where you tell the truth about your big girthy shits. That's right. Um, All right. So, back to this guy. I couldn't believe I was in this conversation. I couldn't even get upset or angry. I just said like an idiot, but it's my shit? Imagine but having it's to explain. my shit. But <laughs> it's my shit. It's my shit. My boyfriend walked out without another word and ignored my calls for the rest of the night. Oh, oh boy. The next day, he agreed to meet me for lunch. He apologized for leaving in such a rush, but said he still couldn't believe me when I said it was my own shit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he said... <laughs> he said he was willing to give me a second chance if I could prove it. I didn't really understand what he was getting at, so he elaborated that he wanted to see me take a dump in front of him to prove that my shit actually looked like that. That was yesterday, and I have absolutely no idea what to do. I guess we could compromise, and I could take a dump in the toilet and then call him in to see it, but this is just too weird and bizarre and gross. I seriously love this man. Why? Why? Why do you love this motherfucker? But I'm honestly at a complete loss. He has made it clear that this is a deal breaker for him. <laughs> the shit is a deal breaker. I, I also, I love that like grodiness of a woman's shit is like axiomatic for him. It's like one of his, one of the core beliefs that he just builds the structure of his life off. That I, I yeah. cannot believe that women are out here taking big nasty shits. Like yeah, that I'm is less just like, worried about his insane jealousy, and I'm more worried about his understanding of like female reality. <laughs> I I look. I'll I'll say this for this guy. He definitely doesn't have any kids. Definitely doesn't have any tiny daughters who surprise you with the the size of their turds. <laughs> <laughs> They'll call you and look at them. As they should. As they should, so that you well, can understand what a what a woman's shit looks like. I got to see him when I'm wiping other people's butts and all that sort of stuff. At least you'll never ask your wife to take a shit in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd of, be weird. That'd be so weird. Freak would, what sort of freak would do that? <laughs> Let's see the size on this bad boy. I'm imagining this dude getting his like calipers out. Calipers. <laughs> 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 My turd calipers. There's a ninety second percentile turd. It's all like he's also like the man is obviously simpleton. He seems to be under the impression that every every shit this woman takes is going to be identical. 
Yeah, that's, that's a, just not how it works. a strange concept of how shit works. What if she got diarrhea next time, you know? And she's putting out the same volume, it's just in a different form. Right. Jeez. Some people are pretty unreasonable. Now, I think we can all agree that uh, she should not love this man or continue a relationship with him. I don't know how you could ever continue a relationship with someone when you've had that fight, when you've had a like a an angry fight with each other, arguing about whether the shit in the toilet is yours, like in any context. I feel like the relationship would be over for me at that point. Well, there's also, I, th- I think the other very obvious factor of this is that at at like the slightest weirdest provocation this guy has been like ah clearly somebody has been in here fucking you and also taking a big dump in your toilet mm-hmm. like, and the only way that you can prove it uh, to re- me you that you're not <laughs> is by producing a turd of equal or larger value <laughs> It's like a reverse glass sipper, like glass slipper scenario. Mm-hmm. You know? Beautiful. You've got to fill up. <laughs> just, you've got to fill up this slipper again. <laughs> so it's a whole line of like potential shitties, just like holding <laughs> the turd up to their eyes. Oh boy! A, a sword and a stone kind of thing, you know. Whoever can produce a shit this size, <laughs> it's um. It's extremely weird, but but yeah, I think surely that speaks to some fundamental psychosis in your partner if uh, they find it more they they find it more realistic to believe that their partner has been cheating on them and sneaking a man in and out of their apartment and all that sort of stuff, letting him um, take a shit in the toilet. Yeah, th- that he finds all of that far more plausible than the idea that his girlfriend took a big dump. Also, hang on. What's the scenario that he's imagining that, that like, he has sex with her and then he's like, well, I better slip off because your boyfriend's going to be here first. First, I'm just going to take a monster shit in your toilet and then I'm going to leave via the window without flushing. Mm. (laughs) Mm. No, I think... um I think he he took a monster shit and didn't flush, and the girl was like, oh, "I love this dude so much that I don't even want to just want to keep a little piece of him it. around." Mm. Whose shit is this that you're? Although that would you're be preserving. A, that would be an extremely cock move. <laughs> that really would be. You want to see what a real man shit looks like? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! <sighs> Yikes! Now the other thread, the other the other Reddit, the subreddit. I'm getting my terminology right here. Mm. The other subreddit that Lucy has been dipping into lately is, um, am I the asshole? Don't act like I'm the only one dipping into this. Like I'm sitting there at home reading these Reddit threads. Well, let's not act like you weren't excited when you discovered it. It's true. I was pretty excited. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a, here's one. Should I, am I correct in thinking that W I B T A is, would I be the asshole? That's right. Okay. It seems like we've got a mix of them on here. Mm-hmm. Would I be the asshole for asking my ex's daughter to stop calling me dad? Sorry. Mm, I had to huh. like, figure that one out of my head for a second. My, mm. I was with my ex for seven years. At the mm-hmm. time, she had a two-year-old. And when we split, her daughter was nine years old. She called me dad pretty quickly, plus we all lived together. I thought we'd become a family proper through marriage eventually, but obviously things didn't pan out and we split. It was amicable and we're still friends. Her daughter is 14 now and still calls me dad. My ex hasn't started dating again, but I'm engaged to my soon-to-be wife. We all get along, but my fiancé doesn't like that the kid calls me dad. I'm not her dad, biologically or otherwise, but I was a father figure for seven years, and even beyond this, I still stayed involved in her life. My fiance wants me to put a stop to it because it makes her feel uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say straight up that you would be the asshole, and also your fiance is a huge asshole. Yeah, like we want to start. He says we want to start a family of our own soon. And my fiance wants my undivided attention on our child. Oh, fuck you, lady. That seems healthy. That's a healthy relationship. I can see her point and where she's coming from, although I'm indifferent to the whole dad situation. If she calls me dad, whatever, and if she doesn't, then also whatever. <laughs> or, Fucking mm, hell. This is just healthy all round, isn't it? Oh, this poor kid. She's just like, oh, the one person who was nice to me in my life for seven years 
And Scott's like, whatever. He's got a new girlfriend now, so things are different. I'm your dad, whatever. I'm not, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Whatever. Oh, dear. Yikes. If she, if she doesn't, whatever. I'm not her dad, but it's ultimately not up to me or my ex or my fiancé, what she calls me. It's up to her. But I must relent to my fiancé's wishes because my family should be prioritised, right? No. No. It's a terrible... It's a really horrible basis. way to live your life. Well, what a, what a terrible way to enter into your lifelong commitment to somebody. It's like, we've got to establish up front that i got to do whatever the fuck this lady says, mm, right? got to do whatever she says. I'm going to have a sit down with my ex and her daughter and split ties to focus on my own family. But would I be the asshole? He's got this in the British, the British Australian spelling. Gross. Arsehole. Arsehole. I'd still maintain contact because I'm very much still connected to my ex and her daughter. I just want the dad to stop to avoid friction with my eventual wife. I think you should break up with your I hope everyone says that fiance. he's being an asshole, right? Being a real prick. You'd hope so. It's, uh, I, I think we can all agree that that's, that's bad. Sucks, but dude. here's one that's more interesting that Lucy has provided for us. Oh, I love <clears> this one. Am I the asshole for watching VR porn? This is a great discussion I think we all need to have. We've, especially those of us uh, with VR headsets... We've been married about eight years. She's not a prude in bed, but not what I'd call adventurous. That's partly on me. I don't communicate my wants very well. I'm fine admitting I have a problem with that. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's much easier to admit that than have made any effort over the last eight years. There's your first problem. I bought an Oculus Rift last year, and of course, porn is a big thing. You guys heard of this porn stuff? Been hearing about it. My wife has zero interest in gaming. Oh, throw her to the curb. <laughs> no gamer wife. Get oh, no. rid of her. Get a gamer wife. My wife has zero interest in gaming, so she's been totally hands-off when it comes to the VR. I got her to try at Google Earth exactly once. She thought it was so-so. I thought my porn was safe. I was wrong. She always calls me on her way home from work. I mean religiously. Mm. The other day... Good sign. <laughs> oh, are you ready for a great sentence? The other day, I get home and strap on the porn visor. Mm-hmm. That's a very upsetting collection of words. <laughs> I, I want to I say as well, like... Um, I don't... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting the vibe from this that what this guy's actually trying to say is um, I jack off to VR porno every day almost religiously. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and like, I have a warning system in yeah. place. I have a like a virtual string of uh, cans stacked at the top of my stairs. Yep. Uh, for example, when I was a teenager with dial-up internet, it was the sound of the garage door opening that was my... Um, my big warning, my my klaxon, my put away your penis klaxon. Men live a very different life yep. to me. Well, you'll notice that I said when I was a teenager, not <laughs> not when I was an adult. Fucking who had adult been married for eight years. Not an adult strapping on my virtual reality porn visor every day after work. Oh my god. Uh. The wife gets off work early, gets a phone call as she enters the parking lot and proceeds to stay on that call all the way home. She's circumvented the safety system. So this it's basically is... her fault. <laughs> she bought this on herself, really. She's somewhat responsible, yeah. Oh, God damn. I can't believe you're making me read this, Lucy. She hangs up in the garage, walks inside, and catches me wrangling the unruly hog. Unruly hog. <laughs> That wouldn't be so bad, but the rift is mirroring what I'm watching on the monitor. Oh, no, I'd say it would be rookie. so bad. <laughs> It'd be... <laughs> it's bad both ways. It's <laughs> bad. bad either way. There's definitely not a good, a good angle for this one. Uh, we don't yell or scream at each other or name call. She just tapped me on the shoulder and asked me what I was looking at. I think we've established she could see. I think she could see at. it, yeah. 
Her expression broke my heart into pieces. I can't even describe it. A mix of sadness and disappointment. <laughs> Perhaps a touch of anger. Oh, this is just sad. Oh. Uh, I explained, it's just porn, which she knows I watch and is okay with. And to me, anyway, VR porn is more voyeuristic than fantasy. I don't pretend I'm banging these girls. It's more of a third-party view of what someone else is doing. I I was under the impression that like 100% of VR porn was like first person. Yeah. I assume that's the point of it, right? Yeah. Like, being a third-party viewer of porno is just porno. That's mm. just regular porn. That's, that's just normal yep. porn. It's mm. almost like there's a camera set up watching some other people fucking. Ah, well, he answers this in the next sentence. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, did, it didn't matter, of course. The nuances of sexuality in three-dimensional porn space are hard to express in the heat of the moment. Mm. The nuances <laughs> of sexuality in the three-dimensional porn space. Porn space is one word. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna Incredible. tell my wife not to not to come out into the living room. I'm entering the three dimensional porn space. Entering my porn space, honey. <laughs> it's nuanced. You wouldn't oh. understand. So she asks me to hand her the rift. I hesitate, and that pisses her off and makes me look worse than I already do. I look like I'm hiding something, which I suppose I was. <laughs> I give her the Oculus and she puts it on. She doesn't say anything for a few seconds. She takes it off and places it on the desk and goes and locks herself in the master bedroom. It's an incredible image of her just putting the VR headset on. <laughs> Silent through the whole thing. Just mm. the most disappointed a person's ever been. <laughs> In the history of the world. Just moving her head around to get a view of the three dimensions <laughs> of what's going on. <laughs> oh, yep. Just just deadpanning her way all the way through it. Oh, god damn. I slept on the couch and she has not responded to my texts all day. She may just be busy at work, but I doubt it. She'll be home in an hour or so and I'm not what, sure what to say. Well, I hope she calls first. I hope she calls on the way home so she doesn't catch you with your unruly hog again. Oh. Is VR porn a form of cheating? Is it almost a form of cheating? Is it bordering on cheating? Is it a variant of emotional cheating? Is it an asshole thing to watch when in a committed relationship? Am I an asshole? I think I think this guy's really coming at this from the wrong angle. No, absolutely. He's really making an issue that is not what the actual issue no. is. She he's he's like he's very very much projecting onto his wife who has not spoken a word throughout this scenario. He is uh projecting onto his wife. Uh oh, she clearly thinks that it's like a step further into three-dimensional porn space. And that it's like I'm doing real sex with these people. Like he says uh, back there, you know, um, I explained that it's it's not like I'm... I don't pretend I'm banging these girls or whatever. I don't think that's the issue at all. I think that there is uh, a big difference between uh, your wife finding... Uh, let's say it's the 1980s and your wife finds a, a, a small stack of pornographic magazines. Big old centerfold. In a shoebox, lifts big it up bush, and it like big unfolds. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some big, some big knockers fall out along with a description of what this lady likes to do on the weekend, mm-hmm. or whatever her turn-offs. Like, like eight hundred mm-hmm. words of prose for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or perhaps it's the nineteen nineties or the two thousands. Uh, maybe it's the nineties, and she she has found she's walked in on you jacking off to a grainy VHS tape. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe. Of like a really like, tanned lady, like that really like uncomfortably tanned skin with like big mm. fake boobs. Oh yeah, that nineties porn. You know what I'm saying? That, that leathery, leathery, leathery skin, skin, except mm. for the titties that have the like the triangle of the and they're of oily. the nineties style bikini. They're very oily. So um, I think with all of these things, they are what we would all consider to be the traditional mode of pornography. 
Mm-hmm. I think the issue with walking in on your husband inside his big cyber masturbation rig is that it's just it's just a whole other thing. It really says it really speaks volumes to I I have taken many steps not just into the the 3D the 3D pornscape or whatever. Mm. 3D porn space. Um, not just that you have, have done this, but like you've paid more money to do so. You are now attaching physical apparatus to yourself in order to get further into the jerk off zone. Mm. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's just something that's a special kind of pathetic about that. I think. Yeah. I don't think this is about whether VR is cheating. I think a lot of it is like the first sentence is like, I don't communicate my wants very well, which makes it sound like they're not they're not doing a lot of this. They're not doing yeah. a lot of their own porn space. They're having very ordinary sex and meanwhile I I step into my my, my three- devolver chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Just get completely nude and greased up. Oh dear. Um I'm I'm imagining like uh yeah, those those like big big recline, full reclining gamer chair type things <laughs> that they put like the big triptych of monitors above, you know? Like uh, like someone's lying back in the in the rig from the Matrix, but with a, a VR visor on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, who did I see tweet today? <laughs> it was... Um, uh, I think it was friend of the show, uh, Seifert Oval fellow Canberran uh, tweeted if you come in the Matrix do you come in real life (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah I think we can all agree that there's a special there's a special kind of of patheticness to I'm wearing my whole rig I've got my whole rig rig on Um, and I'll say as somebody who has has inspected this type of stuff um, scientifically yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> no, I talked about this. Um, I talked about this on uh, no cartridge. Uh, lovely friend of the show, Trev. I went on the show with Trev and uh, Liv, and we caught up about uh, the the last time I was on the show before that. Um, I was talking to Trev about you know open world games and a lot of that sort of stuff, and I'd said that I was very interested in like VR and and that kind of thing. And since then, I had got PlayStation VR um, and been playing a bunch of stuff on there. So, we were talking about that. And the subject of the old the old VR porno came up. And I said, yeah, I, I threw some on at some point because I was like, oh, I got to check this out. And it was kind of disappointing because it's, it's just like um, when you're playing games in VR, they are a constructed environment, right? Mm. Um, you you can move around within the environment. You can interact with things. You can look around and under things and all that sort of stuff. Um, th- like the the porno that you can get for those sorts of headsets is just like three hundred and sixty degree video type stuff. And that's if you're if you're watching like actual filmed porno. Um, so like if you move your head or or like stand up or sit down or anything, you don't. That doesn't change within the, within the oh, thing. The, the 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 yeah. The focal point is stationary because it's just a fixed camera, you know. Um, and I was like, man, this is just a taped porno. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine, I would imagine that for stuff like Oculus, because also, um, you you can buy shit off Steam for Oculus, right? Which would mean all kinds of. Um, gross uh, 3D anime type shit, I would assume. Definitely. Some Overwatch That's what I'm picturing this guy was was checking Mm, out. You're right. It wouldn't be like real porn. It would be some like anime shit for sure. Yeah, because like... So, so I I don't have... I I, I don't have any particular knowledge of or awareness of like the, the type of... I'm sure there is a whole ton of like adult slash hentai slash porno... Um, VR stuff for things like Oculus and I'm almost 100% sure that it's all like cartoon anime stuff. For sure. For sure. 
Um, yeah, so I'm picturing this guy's wife putting on the visor and seeing like, uh, you know, three teenage hentai schoolgirls mm-hmm. uh, writhing around and going, well, time for me to lock myself in the master bedroom wordlessly. Or like it's- Bart and Marge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're all just like the, the banner ads on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> They're so upsetting. They're so upsetting. You won't last five seconds. <laughs> and neither will your marriage. I, I saw I saw one of them the other day. <laughs> Sorry. I saw one of them the other day. And it, and it said, try not to come. And it was like and it was um Elastigirl from the Incredibles getting <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, okay. I'll I try. think I can manage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is fine. It's a very low bar you've set for me. Try not to come about this looped 12 frames of animation and the Disney character <laughs> getting back. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. The nuances of sexuality in the porn space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's bad enough. I mean, it's bad enough that, like, uh, I'm assuming that by this point about 97% of all new pornography is, like, incest-based. Mm. Um, every, everything is somewhat... My my stepsister got her head stuck in the dishwasher or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. And it's, that's bad enough, but I don't know who are the people who are like, yeah, but what if it was Peter Griffin and Meg? You know, then yeah. I'd re- then I'd really be living. Yeah, yeah, that would oh. be weird. Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds gross. Yeah, that'd be strange. Oh. <laughs> I think, th- and of course, the other part about this that upsets me. Um, uh, again, I now obviously I always have that the lens of parenthood now. And whenever I see those those sorts of banner ads and shit, and it's like uh, the two princesses from Frozen fucking oh, each other, you know? Yikes. Well, because the thing that always... Whenever I see anything like that, the place that my mind goes is, oh, so what that means is that there's a whole bunch of dads out there watching Frozen with their kids and thinking, what if I was watching these CGI princesses fuck? That's the only reason someone would have made that. Mm. What other reason is there to produce it? So, in yeah. the uh, in the same vein of uh, people coming home and and being busted, <laughs> yeah. Um, so while we've been recording this, um, my wife has been out. She's just come home. Uh, did she phone on her minutes. way back though? Uh, she did not. Um, but she did just send me a message. Uh, that says bath soup, hey. <laughs> now, I, I, I don't know what evidence I've left. I could only assume that she is some sort of Sherlockian genius. Were you she eating is determined soup in the bath? <laughs> before we recorded this show, I ate soup in the bath. That's weird. That's that is a weird thing to do. That's officially the wettest meal <laughs> a person can have. Oh, my goodness. Bath soup. Now, just before we get out of here, I'm just going to um, quickly pull something from the mailbag that was asked of us um, earlier in the week. But Lucy wasn't here to answer the question. Ah, I'm so sorry. Is it about my porn space? Uh, friend of the show, HDX, uh, has asked, have you checked Lucy for literal brain worms recently? Linking us to an article on Ars Technica. Is it about rat worm? Hawaii warns tourists of parasitic worm that can burrow into human brains. Mm. That's Health a real department. thing. Health department reports three more cases in people who visited Hawaii Island. Which is not the island I'm on, but very scary. Apparently, you actually have to wash your produce here. Like, I never did that at home. I know that you're supposed to. No, that's not a real thing, is it? That's not a real thing, but apparently it's a real thing here. Because if you eat a tiny snail, 
it gives you rat lung worm disease, which burrows into your brain and kills you. Nice. Yeah. 17 confirmed cases in 2017. Really? In Yikes. The Apparently someone got in Australia because he ate a snail. Like on a dare. Nice. Respect. And I would just like to say this is a very insulting question. Um, we very regularly check Lucy over for all kinds of things. Worms, yep. bugs, nits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nits. Check, <laughs> check to see that you have a lustrous coat. Once a month all we try and sneak stuff. up on her and uh, squirt the worm medicine on the back of her neck. <laughs> <laughs> she can't get to it. Oh, fuck, I was trying to give the cat a worm tablet Ugh. recently. She hates that shit, and I hate trying to do it. We used, like to, it. we used to squirt stuff, but, like, I don't... It's I'm, I'm so sus on it because, one, so it's like a tiny little, like a, like a teeny tiny toothpaste tube, right? But it all kind of just comes out in one squirt, and you're going to got to sneak up on, on her and, like... <laughs> And just, like, spurt it all out in, like, the exact spot in, like, the nape of her neck where she can't get to it. Uh, But she hates it. She absolutely despises getting hit by it. But if it, like, lands on the ground, if, like, it sputters or or she manages to flick some off um, onto, like, our floorboards, it takes the varnish off the floorboards. Fuck. So, I I don't know what's in that and I don't feel good about it. But Hmm. I am not giving her tablets because that shit sucks. It truly, truly does. Well, thanks for joining us for an interesting discussion, folks. I'd say it went places. That's right. It went some places. Oh, oh, hang on. Sorry. What's the oh. um, what's the verdict uh, on the last one? Is that a dump him? On the VR porno guy? Yeah. Um, it probably depends what kind of porno was on the thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's deliberately hiding details. I feel like that's Valuable a very context. relevant piece of information. Yeah. I, I definitely want to I want to know what the what the deal is mm-hmm. um, with this thing because like I said if if the guys if the guys watching like if he's watching like uh, just a three sixty degree video of like a normal porn star blowing a dude in point of view or whatever that's pretty vanilla to me um, it's no it is, different from regular porn right. Yeah, it's just that there's something extremely lame about all the gear. Like, um, it's pretty lame. My my wife has already made clear that just seeing me put on the VR and play a normal video game is already a massive boner killer. Yeah, that's that's right. That's I already can, yeah, like fair enough. A bridge too far. Yeah, it's al- it's already like I don't need to see this this side of you. Now imagine that you were seeing that, but also um, with like some with some three D hentai shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. You don't need that. You I think she's that. just over it. I don't think she's mad. I think she's just done with the relationship. Yeah. Not only does this guy not want to just give me some normal fucking, but he's he's on all this shit too. He's investing mm-hmm. thousands of dollars in his jack-off rig. Mm-hmm. He can't, he can't tell me that he'd like to smack my ass or whatever, but he can spend fucking $3,500 on, on a big jerk-off matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Spending all that money on the 3D porn space. Huh. <sighs> Upsetting. Very nuanced. Folks, if you would like to get even more of this type of material, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Vista. For only $5 a month, you can get an extra episode every week. Uh, and there are many other features and benefits of subscription. We don't have VR yet. No. We no should. VR podcast. We should get on that. We'll mm. get there. We'll Let's get do it. There. Oh, and uh, speaking of friend of the show trevor and the no cartridge audio podcast um trev will be doing a 24-hour stream this weekend wow uh he will be doing that um 8 p.m to 8 p.m est on the 6th and 7th of june and someone from this podcast is going to be a guest on there during the uh the wee hours of the American morning, but uh, the afternoon over here. Is it me? It's not you. Although, oh. I, bet he, I bet he would love that, though. Oh, that does sound nice. Yeah. Saturday Saturday afternoon. It'll be a nice normal time for you, It'll, but it'll be like 4 a.m. for him, and he'll be going oh. crazy. So, I reckon you should get in on it. Yeah, I'll try and tag him in on that. Right. So, um, we'll post all the links out to that sort of stuff. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for being with us, folks. 
Cheers. See you next time.